Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. First year cash back match, only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. It's fun playing there. It always seems like the games are tight. The crowd's amazing. They're, they're pretty loud when we do something. And there's been some times where we haven't done a whole lot. And there's been some two-to-one games. And, you know, the players, they don't really love traveling in the middle of the week. But once we get there, I know that they're glad we're there. And that's kind of the way I look at it. I, I like playing there. It'd be easier to play at home. It makes it easier for the fans and that part of the state to be there. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, which we'll talk about later in the show as far as things that are bothering us in the world of sports. And we want to hear from you, of course. 501-661-1037 is that number to call or text in. You can get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback after me on Twitter. At Buzz John Neighbors. And since it is a Tuesday, didn't get a chance to do it last week due to some unforeseen circumstances, but we're doing it once again as former Razorback Trent Daniel is joining us here in the Hogsmeade Market Studios, all thanks to Lyft Truck Service, making it possible for him to join us each and every Tuesday. And Trent, we missed you last week, man, but it's good to have you back this week, man. Good to be back here after a good sweep, you know, so glad to be back here with you guys. Yeah, so tell us, Joe, what's up, baby? Hey, what's up, Trent? Good to see you, man. Yeah, so tell us about uh, just uh, what you thought about this week, because again, last time, last week, they were coming off of getting swept, frustrating game. Uh, they got beat by Missouri State in the midweek, so people are like, oh, man, four losses in a row. What's the problem here? What's that? I just feel like that was about as perfect of a response to where, especially the way that game three ended against Georgia, we are up four runs and ending it from the bounce back, and I don't care who it's against, winning an SEC series, sweeping an SEC team is always a big deal. I thought that was an incredible response. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good team, good coach, well-coached A&M team. It was kind of odd to see some of their miscues and stuff because they – haven't been like that all year, which is odd to see, but just impressive. I mean, you got Josenberger not in, you know, he's out and lineup shuffling. You got a new guy in left field and they switch a little bit. Let's play some small ball. And I mean, they, like they've done all year, I feel like I've said a hundred times on here, they just, they just find ways to get it done a lot of the time. So giving up a lot of runs, is that a concern at any point or is it the fact that they are pulling out these games the way that they are with so many changes to the lineup? You just take that because that's kind of a bonus. Yeah, I mean, the I would say some of the bullpen concerns are warranted, but, you know, like, you got some young guys stepping in, and they, they seem to get more and more experience every weekend, especially in tough SEC spots, and it's good to see for sure. Um, I, I expect them to do better each time out. I mean, the more times you're out there, the better you're going to be, and they're just kind of battling on the mound. I mean, it I've never really seen a flurry of injuries to impact guys like this team's dealt with, and it's just kind of the next guy up, and I'll you know lay down a bun or I'll steal a bag and you know sack fly, and it's it's just kind of impressive to see how it doesn't really matter what's going on. They're you know doing those little things that it takes to win a ball game. Do you have any eligibility left? Can you, can you come <laughs> yeah. out there, man? Like we said, year? maybe I can vouch for a COVID year. <laughs> yeah. I was out 10 years from now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, because that's just what's uh, – I know we, we talked about last week, and it's just been kind of the story, which, of mm-hmm. course, they're winning, which is awesome, and they're overcoming so much. But, you know, we had Peyton Stovall on yesterday, and, and he's not going to be playing tonight. He's dealing with soreness. Mm-hmm. And, and then 
Dave Van Horn talked about, uh, and now his name just escaped me, but the guy that had a sprain or hurt his ankle coming off the field. Holt. Uh, Holt, yeah, yeah, thank you. Holt was just, and he's just like, are you kidding me? Like, I I know, just, I've never seen anything like this with yeah. just so many injuries, and it, it doesn't seem like it's stopping. It just seems like they just keep piling on. It's crazy. Yeah, you almost, I mean, you see him interviewed about it, and he just kind of has a smile. Like, it's kind of like almost comical. Like, I think he said Holt came in with crutches, and he was yeah. he didn't think it was anything serious, and he was kind of like, okay, you know, like there's <laughs> another one, you know, one of those things, but. DBH just seems to always have that calmness to him, and I know those guys feed off of that. No, there's no panic. You don't see it out there. I mean, they they played relaxed all weekend and took advantage of huge mistakes A&M made, what they typically don't. And um, it's just it's good to see a lot of young guys stepping up and, and filling in where they have to until hopefully we get some of those guys back into the year. Seems like they're being a little more patient with the pitching staff, and uh, if they do happen to get in any kind of trouble, they give them a chance to kind of work it out as opposed to making a quick change there. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of have to with how the pitching staff is at this point. You can't, you know, your first game of the series, the guy's not going, you know, it's not going well. well, You want to yank him out, and then then what the rest of the series, you know? So you kind of, you know, Holland has struggled a little bit, but kind of hope he can work through it and and chew up a few more innings for you and let your offense maybe come back, battle for you. And and that seems to just kind of be what they do a lot of the time this year. So, looking at tonight's game, which, of course, is in Dickey Stevens Park, kind of always a cool thing to do. Uh, it's the last midweek game of the season. It's just going to be SEC teams and, uh, you know, postseason from here on out. So, with the injuries and all of that, just kind of, if you're, if you're Dave, like, what do you, how do you approach it tonight? Like, do you rest up as many guys as you can just for not losing any more guys? Are we going to see a bunch of dudes we never even heard of out there? Just what do you kind of expect to see tonight um, as far as the roster? You know, like, I think he had mentioned maybe start. Do we know who's starting? Is it Coyle yet? Yes, it's Coyle. Coyle. Yeah. Okay. Well, I expect him. I would, you know, Ledbetter's going to be out there throwing. I would like to see Morris come in. And DVH likes to throw local guys in these games. I mean, just in my experience, he, he even talked about it. So I would like to see Morris get out there for maybe another inning and piggyback off his good outing, which is great to see, you know, some confidence and all that. And, you know, I think you talked about Stovall sitting. Those The guys that aren't feeling great definitely need to, but it's, just, it's the last mid, midweek game. You're coming down to minor league park in central Arkansas. It's going to be absolutely packed, madhouse, and I'm sure they're excited to get down here. We always were. We like the trip. It's cool to – Play in a minor league park, be in the clubhouse, you know, just be somewhere different, and it's just a two-hour trip down the road. Now, we talk about being patient with the pitchers, but is this a case tonight, because it is a midweek game, that maybe you see more pitchers and not necessarily that they're getting snatched out because, you know, of them struggling, but just wanting to see more from the the staff and the roster altogether. Yeah, I definitely think you will. I think you're going to see like a scripted, you're getting an inning, you get an inning or two, maybe an inning plus, and you're going to see them rotate. That's just how I feel and based off kind of how he talked in the interview, you know, post-game and before, you know, today, I guess. I I expect to see kind of a plethora of guys on the mound and – and which you kind of want to your last midweek, you know, get some more guys out there and, and let them get, you know, get in the dirt and all that and, and roll with it. So, Trent, uh, you mentioned coming down here to Dickey Stevens Park. I feel like it, it's it's unique for everybody here in the central Arkansas area, especially, and those that maybe can't always get up to a game in Fayetteville to come out and see it. It's always a packed out house and everything. You said you experienced that. So what was it like as a player going from, you know, you get used to bomb or you get used to these other college ballparks, but then, boom, you're having to go to uh, almost treating it like a road game down here and in a minor league ballpark just – What's the experience like, and what's the differences as far as the ballpark itself? Yeah, you know, you don't see – we just don't play many midweek games on the road. I know we just did last week, of course. But, you know, it, it, it's different because you're traveling, but you're still staying in the state. It's, a t- you know, another kind of a home game, if you want to call it that. And for me, being around here was awesome because I had family and friends. You know, I, I was trying to find tickets, scrambling for tickets for everybody. And I know for the Arkansas kids, it's, it's special, especially the Central Arkansas guys, to – come down here and experience it and hop on the bus in the middle of the week and just come on down to Little Rock. We actually, I was out on a job last year and we passed the, we passed the guys coming to Little Rock to town last year, which is pretty cool before this game. So I know, I know for me it was special to get back to Little Rock and have some people that just, it's expensive to go up to Northwest Arkansas. I mean, it just really is, you know, and it, it's cool to be able to come here. It's, it's a midweek game. It's not, you know, it's not SEC caliber, but it's still fun to play in front of this crowd and 
there's it's a different atmosphere for sure. Everyone's juiced up and and ready to ready to see the guys play. Pitchers can appreciate being in that park. Also, that's a pitcher friendly yeah. park, and so you know that uh, you, you can kind of maybe take some more chances and not worry about the balls flying out of there. Yeah, it definitely seems to always play that way. I didn't. I just drove past it. I meant to check the wind. I know yesterday we were we were down around Dickey Stevens and. With it being a west-northwest wind, it was blowing straight out to center field. I was like, well, this would be a good day to hit here. But I don't know if the winds have shifted some. But, yeah, you pretty much know. I mean, let your let your guys work behind you. I mean, in a field, especially a pitcher's park like this, I mean, get the ball over the plate, throw some strikes, and, and let your guys work behind you on defense for sure. It looks like at least according to weather reports, 12 miles an hour going east. So, east, okay. Yeah, yeah so, so that uh, is kind of a crosswind, I think. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, but again, that you know the wind can change as we know yeah, just as much as sure. the weather here in it Arkansas. Is, it is breezy today. Yeah, it, it may play a factor for so, us a little bit. Yeah, which uh, will be a crazy thing too. And and that's the deal is like you know with the midweek games and you talk about you know throwing pitchers out there too. I got to see Brady Tiger for a little bit. I thought it was really fascinating and it's it's smart, but just you know the handling of a you're going to start the game and you got an inning and you know here in an SEC series Arkansas was able to get the win too but uh, I thought that that was a really interesting way of how Dave Van Horn handled it knowing that's like hey we're not going to just throw him back in in a high pressure situation let's get him a little bit going just for an inning and see how it goes and I think that that's hopefully something that can benefit yeah. Brady too and that, you know there, there's so much that goes into that when you're trying to bring him in you know it's hard to, for a reliever to you're going to get this inning so he, he knows he's starting a game he can have his routine he's not going to get hot sit down you know one of those weird things that bullpen guys do and there's definitely a a different feel starting a game as opposed to coming in at the end and you know Tiger he's he there's a lot of emotion he, he pitches that way and I know that's something they don't want out the gate so I, I like opening with him for sure I think it's smart to ease him in that way you know not as much pressure in the game early does the mindset kind of change getting close to the end of the season where you realize you have three series left in conference play before you get in a tournament play Man, I, you know, I don't think it should too much. It didn't for me. I mean, you 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 know what you got kind of have left, who you have left, but I mean, you're you're kind of trucking along. I think you're doing better than anybody would expect with the injuries. I know other teams that have dealt with injuries have struggled and nothing like Arkansas, but they've they've just hung in there and uh, they've clearly got confidence at home and you know, we had talked about it. You you take care of two of these last three series. I think there's no question you're a national national seed, but you know, just Win, win a series here, don't get swept. I mean, I, they're right there, and clearly we want them to play at home. Yeah, you mentioned a player, too, Trent. Uh, I wanted to ask you about, and I'm sure you know a little bit about, too, is uh, Austin Ledbetter, Brian Kidd, just mm-hmm. like you, and a pitcher just like you at Arkansas. Haven't seen a, a few times, but it seemed like he's there's been times he struggled this year, too, and uh, I don't know if you know him or I've ever talked to him or anything like that, but just uh, what have you seen out of him and uh, maybe some things that uh, you know he could obviously improve on, but also maybe some things that uh, you see upside from him, yeah. like uh, after time too. Well, for one, it, it's kind of wild. I don't think many people know this. DJ Baxendale, they're cousins. So DJ's mom, and I believe it's I believe it. Oh, I don't want to misspeak here. I think it's his mom that her sisters maybe. Yeah. So I I heard about him way before his football. You know all the stuff he did for the football team and all that, and great kid and great family and all sorts of things and. It just seems to me like with him, uh, which kind of is like a theme with the pitching staff at times, is being able to put guys away, um, getting ahead in the count, and maybe trying to do a little bit too much with an off-speed pitch, and you end up leaving it over the plate because you're trying to bury it too hard, and that's just kind of how it works. And for me, it's pitches staying over the plate at times they don't need to, and it, it getting hurt that way. So, I mean, th- those are things that are fixable, and. And hopefully he can, you know, he's a guy we could really use, and we could use every arm we can at this point. But, you know, he's going to pitch tonight for sure, and let's have a good outing, you know, build some confidence, and just try to keep working off of that. For baseball players, when you are playing series and you realize that you're going to be playing the same team for three, maybe four games, then do you look at the schedule game by game, or do you look at it more series by series? Uh yeah, you know, I, I could sit here and say, "Oh, a pitch at a time," you know, all those things. You're, you're. I think you know what, what's kind of ahead of you, and you, you kind of watch, you know, how they do this weekend. We we're talking about South Carolina getting smoked yeah. at home, and maybe they peaked a little early and all that. But you're, I mean, for one, you got to take care of business tonight. I mean, it seems like these click games are always close down here. So handle your business tonight and get, you know, get down there to Starkville. And it seems like we have played really good down there lately, and. They've got some pitching coach changes, you know, some changes going on there, and I think you got to take it a game at a time at this point for sure. Um, you're right. 
I wouldn't say you're right where you want to be because you're not leading the West, but I mean you're for what's gone on this year. I mean it, it's been incredible to see them hang around, and their conference record is great. So you know, just keep keep taking it a game at a time, and you know it, it kind of seems how DVH is with the pitching staff. Like we're going to try to win. This, we're ahead. We're going to win this game, and I'll worry about what we have to do tomorrow. Tomorrow, you know. So. That, that's kind of how I look at it. I was looking at the SEC standings. It's wild. So uh, in the SEC West, which has normally been kind of like the the SEC West in football, you know, it's always just it's a it's a thing that everybody just eats each other alive. But Arkansas and LSU, which LSU is at fifteen and five, Arkansas is at fourteen and seven in SEC play because we know LSU had that cancellation of a game. Uh, they're the only teams with a winning record in in the West because Bama, Auburn, A and M all at nine and twelve, and then Mississippi State at six and fifteen, and Ole Miss at five and sixteen. But then you have the SEC East, where Vanderbilt's 16-5, and South Carolina's 14-6, Florida's 14-7, Kentucky and Tennessee both at 11-10. and So, uh, you know, it's about where, you know, what you got left is, of course, uh, this weekend playing Mississippi State, but then you're done with your division. you got to go over there yeah. and play, right now, the top two teams in sure. the SEC East coming up, too. Yeah, I don't think – I'm not – I wouldn't think anyone else has a harder last two series. Maybe last three. I mean, even going to Starkville, they're dangerous. I don't, you can't take them lightly or you'll get smoked down there. You just can't. So, yeah, I mean, luckily we do get South Carolina home at finishing at Vandy. Um, that's tough. But uh, all those things are just kind of getting you ready for the postseason. I mean, it, it's almost like you get out of conference at the end of the year and it's postseason, you almost like – take a breath because you're not playing SEC teams every weekend. It, it's kind of odd how it happens, but you're almost like, okay, we're in a regional now. Like It's at, at the, the grind of conference, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're relaxed, but you're like, okay, now it's now it's really time. We we can get out of that stretch. Mm-hmm. And it's tough, but um, yeah, that's a that's a last, those last two series are tough for sure. Because you are taking it a game at a time also, you can't pay attention to the standings and worry about it. All you can worry about is what you can control what you do as far as winning games. Now, of course, if you get caught up in a losing streak, then you may start to kind of pay attention to see how close other teams are. But it's all about winning, and uh, as long as you do that, I don't think the standings matter at this point. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, there, there's no reason to look at the standings. We need to do this and that because you, you can't do anything about LSU. Right. You know, I mean, like there's no reason to worry about other teams. Just do what you got to do. Take care of business, and I mean, you're right where you want to be. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you got a shot to host. You know, na- your shot to be a national seed. You know, all those things are ahead of you that you want to accomplish this season. I also think it's pretty fascinating going back. I know with the injuries and deal, but that's also kind of a balance where it's like, okay, if you're Dave Van Horn, there's has been some guys that with the injuries have stepped up and have looked really good. You know, you think about like McLaughlin, who it was started yeah. to look really good. But when you get guys start getting back healthy. You're like, all right, so what do I do here? Do I go back with the guy that I started with at the season but take out this guy that's doing really well? I, I feel like that's going to be interesting to see how that gets handled by DVH. And, you know, obviously there are certain players that are better at positions than others, but if a guy's on a roll or if he's hitting really well or whatnot, yeah. you've got to figure out how to manage that too. Yeah, I don't know that you can really keep Wagner and Josenberger out. You can't, yeah, you, you know, can't. there's just no way. But what he's what McLaughlin's done, you know, in the DH role, and I know you want to move Diggs back to that. I'll, I'll be curious to see with the hamstring issue, do you want to put him back in center foot? You know, one of those things with hamstring, man, they can they can last. He could have be dealing with the rest of the year, no question, mm-hmm. even if he's back. So it, it'll I'll be curious to see what happens with that. Um, I just want to get them back, to be honest. So and go from there. Um, it's a it'll be a good problem to have if you have guys that are playing really well, and it's like you know that's a good issue to have some depth, and you can platoon a guy if you want to bring in a lefty, all sorts of things like that. What were uh, some of those games like playing at Dickie Stevens? You get a chance to experience that, and uh, just we know that it is a difference because this is one game a season, and then you know that it's going to be a sold out crowd that's looking forward to seeing the team. They only get it once a year. Yeah, I was telling John before we came on that up. I actually got to start one of the games who came down here against Louisiana Tech, and that was that was a really cool experience for me. And there's a no hitter, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't go as good as I would have liked, but I felt like DVH. He knew just just how he is, man. He knew even it wasn't my best outing. He came out there and he didn't. It, it was different when he got the ball from me. He was like, all right, I know you're you're back home. There's mm-hmm. family and friends here. <laughs> like, good job. You yeah. Know? Like it, it wasn't as good as an outing if I would have liked, but um, it was it was special. Like I said, and getting a getting to be back around here is, you know, watching the travelers. I did that growing up and all that. So really cool to get to experience it. And then 
a different environment, way different than bomb. Just how the fans are, they're excited. You know, like it's just from the first inning, it's like we're excited to be here and watch these guys. We don't get to see them very much. So you remember the opponent in that game, Louisiana Tech. Okay, yeah. it was La Tech. Mm-hmm. Yep, La Tech. So yeah, well, I, I, I definitely enjoy coming down here. That, and that's they usually have yeah. a really good baseball team. Yep. Yeah. So good competition. Yeah, because was it UCA they played here last year? Was it that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was last year's UCA, and the year before that, can't remember if it was. Well, I know they played Little Rock in Fayetteville, and they lost that game two years ago. We played but, UAPB down here? Uh, I think that was actually in Fayetteville, okay. too. I don't know. I I'd have remember. to go back and look. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's also a really cool thing, which you're not doing this year, and it's fine. But also, if you can play in-state schools here, you know, yeah. it's, it adds a whole other dynamic there, too. So, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it, it's it's really cool. And I know that uh, the players are excited. We had Stovall on yesterday. We were talking about uh, how, how it's a unique thing and a unique experience to, to be able to go down there, too. But... Because uh, I was just thinking, you know, at, that when you played, was that really besides Omaha? Was that really the only minor league park? Like, how many how many times did you play in a stadium that was not a college stadium? Well, that actual uh, I was telling you that actual year we played here. We had a Tuesday Wednesday midweek against Memphis, and we played them here, and then followed them back to Memphis and played in where the, the Redbirds. Red oh, okay, cool. So that was a that was a really cool trip. Now we didn't play good, and we got no AC on the bus back <laughs> oh, and all sorts of things like that. <laughs> but <laughs> it, good, it was a shorter trip. Yeah. <laughs> the only the only AC was on DVH, and he had a window crack, so he could also get a breeze. <laughs> Other than that, it was scorching in the back of the bus. Oh, but that's man. just kind of how it goes. Yeah, yeah. But I, don't, I can't remember. Um, I think that's the only minor league parks we played was yeah. here in, in Memphis. So you didn't get the pleasure of playing like Globe Life like they did <laughs> earlier this <laughs> no. year. Yeah. No, yeah. we played in Minute Maid. Played Minute Maid okay, Park. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, we played a, an early, one of those early, you know, tournaments like they like to do. And That was played. interesting at the time with the hill in center field. Yeah, it was really cool to just – be out there catching, you know, shagging BP for the guys, and the the hill Jim Edmonds ran up and caught it. You know, like mm-hmm. just being in there where pull holes hit the ball five hundred feet, and just experiencing a big league park and how different it really is. Yeah, sure. we're gonna keep it moving here on Out of Bounds. We got Trent Daniel, thanks to Lift Truck Service Center here on Out of Bounds. Any questions or comments, anything like that for Trent? Call or text in five zero one six six one one zero three seven. We'll have more Out of Bounds coming up next. So stay with us. Brought to you by Floyd Seafood, Kill Avenue in Sherwood. Floyd's has live and cooked Louisiana crawfish. Place your order by 4 p.m. Thursday for weekend boils. Floydsmeatandseafood.com. This is Sports Center. In the NBA playoffs last night, James Harden turned back the clock and led the 76ers to a Game 1 win over the Celtics, winning 119-115. He had 45 points and 6 assists without Joel Embiid. The Celtics shot 59% from the field, 39% from 3, and 94% from the free throw line and still lost. Game 2 will be on Wednesday. The Nuggets took a 2-0 lead over the Suns, winning 97-87. Nikola Jokic had 39 points, 16 rebounds, and 5 assists in the win. The series will head to Phoenix on Friday. Tonight in the NBA, Game 2 of the Heat and Knicks series will tip at 6.30 on TNT. Miami holds a 1-0 lead in that one. Then at 9, the Lakers and the Warriors will begin their series on TNT. It has been five years since Stephen Curry and LeBron James last faced each other in the playoffs. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. If you got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewskies. Each Brewskies VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewskies. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m. Taco Tuesday at Brewski's. Sullivan's Automotive and Carter Auto and Cooling, both in Little Rock, present the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Center's Indoor Car Show Saturday, May 6th at the Conway Expo Hall. Register morning up starting at 7 a.m. or pre-register online at btbautoparts.com. Best of show wins a $1,000 Visa gift card. There will also be best of awards for truck, muscle car, original, rat rod, Corvette, and off-road, along with having class awards from pre-1949 to present. It's the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Center's Indoor Car Show. Presented by Sullivan's Automotive and Carter Auto and Cooling, both in Little Rock. Listen for Champs and Chumps Friday during the Zone. Brought to you by Everbowl. Providing Kraft Superfoods, acai bowls, and smoothies that fuel you for an active, unevolved, and healthy lifestyle. Located at the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in West Little Rock, next to Santo Coyote. 
And my job, I never held back. I played hurt, and I pushed through the pain. Sound familiar? Football legend Emmett Smith had a reputation for just grinding through the injuries and pain over and over. That may be you. And QC Kinetic sees patients every day who are exhausted from dealing with the persistent pain. A lot of you work physically demanding jobs. You stand, you climb, you bend down, you reach up. And if you have joint pain, it takes all you got to earn a living. But it's time you know about QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the leaders in regenerative treatments, help relieve that debilitating joint pain without surgeries or downtime. These are natural solutions that use your body's own healing properties to give you lasting relief from the soreness and achiness. You got a job to do. I get it. But now you don't have to suffer through the pain. Check out my friends over at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. When was the last time you took some time to check your child's cell phone? It takes only a few seconds and a handful of clicks for your child to fall prey to sexual exploitation, harassment, cyberbullying, and worse. The Arkansas Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force wants to help you protect your children in the digital age. Go to aricac.org. That's aricac.org. So, when was the last time you took some time to check your child's cell phone? Make the time today. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. 18 to shoot. Brazil drives. Whoa! What a throwdown on Broke Lead. Dude, what an incredible wow. athletic move oh by Brazil. Gosh. Oh, my goodness. That sports center play right there to the right. He crawled right on top of him and just dunked it on his head. He, he was at least two and a half feet above that rim. Wow. On 103.7 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close as your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to betsaracen.com. We have MLB that's going on right now. Boxing, MMA, XFL, USFL, golf, Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs are going on. So for all the odds, favors, and underdogs, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. You can get flash betting. Check out the double R props. For the game tonight with Lipscomb versus Arkansas. Arkansas is minus 325 on the money line. NBA, you have uh, the Knicks, who are favored by six over the Heat. Golden State Warriors favored by five over the Lakers, according to Bet Saracen. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of how to play featuring Jancy Sheets. It is Out of Bounds on a Trigger Tuesday. Got former Razorback Trent Daniel here in studio with us, thanks to Lyft Truck Service out of Little Rock. And I uh, really appreciate him coming on. And Trent, we actually got a question on Twitter. I don't know if uh, you're going to want to answer this one or not, or at least in the way. I think it comes from uh, good faith. But it's from Cody. He says, Hey, Trent, realize that you're from Bryant. Do you have any relation to. Do you have any relation to Blaine Knight? Because I feel like you two look alike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Blaine and my brother play together, though. I mean, okay. I've known Blaine forever. And actually, I gave some, I did some lessons for his dad. They have a little travel ball thing. And no, no relation there. No relation. Okay. No, All nothing right. there. Yeah, he was, he was one of my favorite pitchers at, uh, at Arkansas, man. I love watching him play and talk about a confidence yeah. you know, that came along with That's it. That's a first. I've never heard that comparison. I'm not sure yeah. I, well, I, I see that. I, about to say, I, I was looking, I was like, <laughs> I mean, I maybe, but I don't, I mean, yeah. you guys got the same color hair, I guess. You I'll know, take so, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's worse to be after that, too. So, uh, But I know we talk about Bryant, man, has just produced a, a lot of great baseball players, and it's like almost like a pipeline there, too, yeah. for, you know, think about like basketball and like Parkview, you know, here in, uh, in Little Rock and how many great players have come out of there and other places, too, and you know, Bryant and baseball, it just seems like it's just been the same way where 
if it's not like every year, but maybe every three or four years especially, yep. there's always just one stud coming out of there too. So, Yep. I think, um, man, there for a bit, we had a Bryant guy on the roster for a while. It started with Justin Wells and, I mean, even Travis Wood was supposed to be a Razorback, but he ended up signing, you know, and playing forever in the big leagues. And But, yeah, I mean, it's been – you can call it a pipeline because it, it truly has been for a while. I think there's been one year maybe. I, I did some numbers on it. Look, I think maybe Hutch posted about it. but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think maybe one year since '08 when Wells got on the team that there hasn't been a Bryant Arkansas you know, kid wild. on the roster. That's wild. Uh, also, a uh, tweet we have for this one from Mike. He says, "I love the story about Dave Van Horn uh, throwing the Chick Fil A off the table." Uh, but was there ever a time or a story that you could tell where it, Dave had a really funny moment where that you remember where he showed off his sense of humor? Uh, oh man. I'd probably have to think on that a little bit. Yeah. It's one of those things when you're playing, you don't see that side of him as much. And then when I was done playing and I'd come back and, you know, come to game stuff and he's just a totally different guy or see him any, you know, anywhere off the field, I guess. But I'd probably have to think about that. I I know for sure there would be, um, now on the, off the top of my head. Yeah. It's not like it's, you know, it's been a while since I've been (laughs) up there. So, um, I'd have to think about that. But yeah, I mean, his personality is, uh, it, he is he's really funny it's a different sense of humor and and i really noticed it when i stopped playing for him what he's truly like and, and I, of course i love dbh <laughs> yeah well because i guess one of the funny moments i remember uh, just from press conferences because i don't see him like necessarily like but it was when uh it was after john calipari got ejected uh, and, and bud yeah. wall and arena and dave was on the like like right there center court when he got ejected and he's waving by to yeah. john calipari and i think bob holt asked him because that was about when baseball season was starting up he's like hey so you know you hey, hey uh, dave van horn uh, yeah. you know, just in the bob voice just asking he's like and then davis goes oh just stretch my arm that's all he was doing. like so it's, it's like he's got a sense of humor if you just For get sure. him in the right so way so now that i now that i think about it a little bit um i don't know if you ever when we hit a home run or something, I watch DVH in the dugout because he's very animated. And he's like, whoa, or, oh, you know, one of those yeah. things. I can remember, um, I think it was a Friday night, we had a fresh, true freshman plugged in the lineup, and he hit a ball 400 feet to left. And the ball was hit, and it was clearly off the bat gone, and DVH ran up to the top step, grabbed the rail, looked at it, and goes, that's deep into the night. <laughs> as he watched it <laughs> like he, he was calling the game out. on tv yeah, or I mean, something like that just little little things like that i I really like being down there usually the bullpen guys are a little further down the dugout but he just he talks and says little th- funny things during the game and um that that one has always stuck into my mind hearing him quote that i, I say it still when i see a guy hit deep a ball deep yeah i mean it was just so funny and off the cuff like that. Yeah. Because I think it was the Jalen Battles home run that was the guy said that. Uh, I same bet he thing. said that. Yeah. yeah I bet he said yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly that how he said it. Yeah. I mean, he watched it and he knew. And Deep he into just, the night. I almost had to look like that was DVH that said that. But. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would have been funny yeah, if he ended up on there, too. So I, because yeah. I like watching DVH whenever, just because I love it when guys get after the umpire. But if, if you got an angle on him, I don't know what he's saying, but it's just like you see it like you just see mm-hmm. the, the look on his face when he's, when he's got those sunglasses on in his hat yeah. just like this i don't want to say like an old man thing but it's almost like just this like he's 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 fired up and yeah. he's he's letting them hear about it so yeah it like, probably catches you by surprise when he he does have one of those moments because he seems pretty even killed for the most yeah, part. yeah and i think you know it, it's it, i don't want to say he's mellowed out because i can't speak to how practices and everything that i'm sure he's still the same old dvh but as far as in game stuff like it he's definitely He's older, you know. His kids are grown up. He's getting a little bit older and stuff. You can tell he's mellowed out a little bit. And if he comes out to you, you did you're you were wrong. I mean, that's just how I see it. If he comes out, if he gets ejected, whatever happened, you know, two weekends ago, whenever it was, it's like you're you're probably wrong. Like, cause he just doesn't do that. You know, he doesn't chirp the whole game like you see some other managers and assistant coaches do. Just that's just not how he is. So, um, yeah, I think he's mellowed some. Um, because there's definitely some videos from back in the day of him where he's went nuts, you yeah. know. But um, he, yeah. I think he's still the same cat at times too. Well, I saw, yeah, I think it was just against Georgia the last weekend is when he got ejected yeah. in Game Three, and I was like, man, it was first time I think since 2017 that that happened. So it's like, man, it must it must have been you know pretty bad or pretty pretty awful. For yeah, him and to get I was to that point. I think I I wasn't able to watch that time. I was listening and feel where like someone just got tossed and it was DVH and they're like, we don't really know who it was. Like I don't know if it was DVH or who he you know. I, I, I guess Bubba wasn't with him, but Phil was. He didn't even know he was 
kind of shocked by it, I guess, because it just he doesn't do that a whole lot anymore. So mm-hmm. yeah. that to me just tells you that whatever went on wasn't good <laughs> on that end of it. Yeah, yeah. Because I like posting. The only thing I ever have is I have that little clip that I sometimes post on social media yeah. where he's just yelling, "You missed it! You missed it! You missed yeah. it! Didn't just you? Tell just me. tell me you missed it." <laughs> and I'm just like, "I'm not going to go there with you, Dave." And he goes, "Why not?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that one. It's a great clip. Yeah, it, it's awesome. So uh, there's, there's the other one. It's older because it's the old uniforms where he kicks that. I think it's a bucket. He yes. kicks it off the top of the dugout, walking back as after he got tossed. And it's you haven't I haven't seen antics like that from him in a long time. So he likes to kick things when he gets mad. I've noticed yeah. kicking the helmet when you talk about maybe it. Maybe more in private he does it now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't. It probably hurts a little bit more him yeah. too because uh, I feel like kicking a helmet or kicking a bucket yeah. in the cleats is probably doesn't flipping feel too a good. table. Yeah, you know, yeah, couple things like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Rick's and Conway. What's up, Rick? Hey guys, how y'all doing? Doing good. great, man. Good. Hey, well, I go, Trent. Y'all, you talked about Blaine Knight. John, you mentioned he's he was also one of my favorite pitchers. If I'm mistaken, he didn't lose a Friday night game his last season with us. That's right. Uh, but could y'all give me an update? Is he still with the Oreos, or, or how's he doing? Yeah, we can get that for you and, and check it out and see uh, what he's up to. You guys, a good show. Yeah, yeah no problem. They, they called him like the giant killer that year because it, it didn't matter. Every Friday night, you're facing those big time aces and you know Singer, all those guys from Florida, mm-hmm. Mississippi State, and they, I mean. He beat him. Yeah, uh, was he like fourteen and zero or I think something? Fourteen and zero. Yeah, did not did not lose. And uh, he's actually with the as of right now, he's with the Norfolk Tides, the AAA affiliate of the Orioles, is uh, what the latest we have on him. So, uh, but yeah, still still getting in after it and still being in the AAA and, and all that too. I think my my favorite moment from him though is when before the Texas game in the World Series. I still it's like one of my favorite clips too because you know it's it's World Series twenty eighteen and it was uh, was a Cody Clemens, it was Roger Clemens' son. And uh, we used to have a clip in there, we had to find it, but they were asking him, just like, hey, you know, Cody Clemens, what do you think? Like, he was hitting, like, 24 home runs that year. He's, yeah. like, he's, he's like, so how are you going to approach him? And Blaine's like, well, I'm just going right after him. I don't care if he's got 24 yeah. jacks on the year or not. And he's like, he's going to have to hit my pitch. And he's like, and if he hits it, he's, he hits it, but I got a defense behind me. It's exactly. Gonna, so it was just like that kind of, it was very, like, dry to the point, very direct. So, you yeah. Know, played 30 games in the SEC, face guys like that all year. What's, what's one more, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I like that mindset. That, I'm not yeah, surprised. That's a good mentality by yeah. a pitcher. You got to have that confidence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, uh, another qu- a question from Chris. It says, "Who was the best batter you ever faced when you played at Arkansas?" Best batter. Uh, I could probably say that's another one I could sit here and dig through some years. I, Hunter Renfro, um, oh, from yeah. Mississippi State. I think he's close to winning the Triple Crown. He's one of the probably one of the only, not only one of the true five tool guys I've ever played against average power all those things and um he was a tough out and he was a right-handed hitter so those guys gave me a little bit more issue um man i'd have to think on that i've faced a lot of good players in in the league there so but hunter renfro always just stuck out to my eyes like we couldn't get him out um ray frimes that year he hit like 400 for lsu he was tough um man i could go through a list here for sure yeah i faced mike zanino he's been the catcher in the big leagues for a while with florida I know I'm leaving guys out here that would probably be like, wow, how could you not think of that one? But, man, Hunter Renfro immediately just popped in my mind because he's he was, had such a good year, and he's been in the big leagues for a while now, too. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. He he can do it all, as you mentioned. He, yeah. You know, five-tool player, he just isn't – you know, you can't put him in a box. He can do so many different things. Right. Yeah, there's so many of them that, uh, you know, especially from the SEC, you know, so many great players that come through and, and, and facing and all that because, you know, there's people I'm sure that – uh, you know, if you think about like when Dallas Keuchel played, I'm yeah. sure that there's guys that played in the SEC. Is like, oh, you know, who's the best pitcher? I had to go against Dallas Keuchel, you know, and uh, just the amount of talent across the board mm-hmm. in this conference. It's stupid. It's really stupid. And there's so, someone on a show somewhere right now. They're yeah. asking who's the best pitcher you ever faced. Trent Daniel. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, that Trent Daniel guy, man, oh, man. throwing gas out there, killing us like, with who? it. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're keeping it moving with Trent Daniel here on Out of Bounds, folks. All thanks to Lift Truck Services. You can call or text in five zero one six six one one zero three seven. More Out of Bounds coming up next. So stay with us. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. 
Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Steve Fisher in Stuttgart, or Jay Vandover in Little Rock. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Hey, you know what I don't get? Why is that company always telling you to just do what? What is it? To just look like everybody else? Or maybe just pay way too much for your shoes? Well, Skechers, we know what we want you to do. Just slip in. That's right. Just slip in to do hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Why? Because slip-ins are the easiest, most comfortable shoes ever. You don't have to bend down to put them on. You don't even have to touch them. Find slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. DQ presents The Sound of Summer Calling. Hey, it's me, Summer. I know you're busy with Beach Day's Little League games and all the other fun in the sun, but you gotta get to DQ ASAP Peranto right now. The new Summer Blizzard menu is here, and it brought five iconic summer flavors, like new peanut butter puppy chow is s'mores. Oh yeah, it's back. Oh, that's my other line. Everyone is pumped about this new DQ Summer Blizzard menu. I gotta go. See ya, DQ. Get it in the app. DQ, happy tastes good. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Marmel at their huge new showroom on Marmel Boulevard just off 430. Need a vacation? Give blood with our Blood Institute on Saturday, May 6th at any donor center or blood drive and you could win a seven-night cruise from the Port of Galveston courtesy of Dream Vacations. One lucky donor will win, but every donor will receive a free t-shirt and one admission to Magic Springs theme and water park. Donate blood on Saturday, May 6th. Reserve your appointment now at obi.org. obi.org. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. The golfing world marveled at the performance of Texas A&M golfer Sam Bennett at the Masters. More amazing still is the stirring story of Bennett's father, whose tragic death from early-onset Alzheimer's took him far too soon. The last thing he wrote to his son was a note saying, Don't wait to do something. After his father died, Bennett took the note to a tattoo artist who put it on his arm in his father's handwriting. To paraphrase Hebrews 11.4, through his faith, though he died, he still speaks every time he looks at his arm. If you're looking for a gift, Double B's has Exxon and Phillips 66 gift cards available. Make someone's day by thinking of them and doing something kind. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. That's tradition right there. Brew hat. Yeah, beer hat. Oh, no! Battles deep into the On 1037 The Buzz. It's out of bounds here on a Trigger Tuesday. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, Trent Daniel, all in studio with you this afternoon. Having a good time talking some Razorback baseball and some uh, old stories going along with it, too. Razorback baseball taking on Lipscomb tonight in Dickie Stevens' ballpark. 6 o'clock will be first pitch. You can listen to the game right here on 1037 The Buzz. In fact, it's not on TV. So you either have to be there or you got to listen to it on 1037 The Buzz. Uh, 530 will be... 
the pregame show. Just Phil Elson, no Bubba tonight. So I still think that Bubba needs to travel. I, don't, I need to get on that. I don't know if there's he, a rule. He does a lot with his youth baseball team. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. He's got to tie it up right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love Bubba though, man. Yeah. Hearing him and Phil go back and forth. Yeah, they're too. good. I, I really. It's hard to almost. I mean, I've watched the games, but there's times I, I don't mind if I'm just listening to those two guys, man. I, I really enjoy their their broadcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it was. I guess it was at. Uh, I think it was Game Three against A and M. I was listening to it here, and I was just driving around doing some errands too, and, and Bubba could not get his track man to work. And so yeah. he, he was like, he kept entering in this password, and yeah. it kept saying no. And so like they're just having fun with it, and because uh, Phil was like, he's like, you're literally just using your like big meaty finger to try to <laughs> type in the password, and kept getting it wrong. So yeah, they're great though. They're great. I love hearing uh, hearing from those guys there too. There's just a good flow, you know. Like they're they're having conversations, and Phil be like. You know, and the pitch, this and that, and then they just roll right. You know, I don't know, it's just a good flow to the game. You don't like get bored listening to it, which can happen with baseball and stuff. So I really appreciate them. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, few things, though, that uh, we uh, need to get into and uh, we'll talk about as the show goes on. I know that people have been asking about, uh, I was going to say for the Rage Rock update, can tell hopefully we got some more details on it, but it doesn't look like we got any more details. But there was a situation where uh, Quincy McAdoo, the Razorback football player, was involved in a, in a, in a, an automobile accident, and this was actually put out by Razorback, official Razorback football Twitter, saying uh, Quincy McAdoo was involved in an accident. He was transported to Washington Regional Hospital where he was treated for non-life-threatening injuries. He's in stable condition and recovering. Our sole focus right now is supporting Quincy during his recovery. So uh, that's that's kind of the extent of what we know about right now, and uh, you know, hopefully hopefully it gets better because that's you know something that's scary. But that's now two Razorback football players that have been in uh, car accidents, uh, with Jaden Johnson, I think, being the other one. So uh, yeah, just a just a crazy crazy deal there too. So hopefully you know he gets speedy recovery and yeah. and and all that because that's a scary situation. Uh, in fact, uh, here, here you go. This actually comes from Scotty Bordelon where uh, Quincy McAdoo's mom commented or posted on Facebook uh, where she said, "Mustard seed of faith. That's all I need. Thank you all for your thoughts and prayers. God is so good. Quincy's on the road to recovery. Y'all know he's a beast. I see the calls and texts. Unfortunately, I have to deal with this right now and will respond when I can. Keep praying. Keep working. Thank you again. Thank you all again for the support. So. Uh, yeah, so that's we don't know any details other than that. Yeah. It's just what's going on. So uh, hopefully, hopefully it is a minor thing because you know he had, he was special when he came in. I'm a true freshman, and I love those guys in state that come in ready to play. I, he made me wish we put more young guys out there that seemed like they wanted to be out there. But yeah, he's he's a special talent. We, we're going to need him. Yeah, because uh, he was uh, just came in as wide receiver, moved over to cornerback, yeah. and honestly did a great job yeah, of it did. too. Like a lot. Uh, no, they struggled in the secondary, but he made a couple mistakes. But who didn't in the secondary? <laughs> yeah. He made probably the fewest. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, it was uh, it was good to see uh, him get involved. So yeah, you, you you need all the help you can get, and again, hopefully it's nothing uh, nothing too serious. For That's kind of what you get at the end of the year with yeah. players moving around and more players getting on the field, especially when you get into those bowl practices and you have players that are opting out. Yep. You you see a lot of uh, that youth movement, but he made an impact on the season even before it got to that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he ends up being all right, and we'll we'll let you know of any more details that come out, folks. But uh, yeah, that's all we know at this point in time right now, too. Uh, let's see. You got another uh, text from First Arkansas Bank and Trust text sign from the five hundred one says Trent saw where Brett Eibner retired. Then he switch over to pitcher. You and your brother got to play uh, in Minute Maid. Uh, Joe got some new PK hats in. So okay, uh, nice. Appreciate it, Lee. <laughs> yeah, it's Lee. Yeah, that's right, Lee. So uh, yeah, Brett yeah. Neiber so, retired. Yeah, my brother. My brother played at Henderson State. They went to the World Series and stuff, which is really cool because I got to do that. I don't know how many parents or families can say they had two siblings play. You know, World Series. Really cool. He did get to play there. He did play a minute made and the Odner thing. I, my redshirt year, I was there with him. I think 2010 was his last year, and that was a big year for him and. Um, he was a special two-way guy for sure. A good center fielder, good pitcher, but he loved to hit. I mean, I I think he tried to just hit in the minors for most of his career, and I thought he should pitch. But, um, <laughs> yeah, special talent. But, uh, yeah, I didn't know Abner retired. I didn't yeah, really, I, I saw I just I did see a post about him. That makes sense why you know some chatter about him was going on. Yeah, because uh, I guess it, was that his final years in 2010 or 2011 was his final year at Arkansas. Is it 10? Yep. Okay, so yeah, good one to. Get a good career there too. We had him on the show actually last year during Omaha run, and uh, of course had to bring up his his uh, two run shot against Virginia in two in two thousand and nine yeah. and everything. But uh, that's just funny you say that he is. You thought he could be a better pitcher, but he hated. He didn't want to pitch. So it's that's, just, that's how he always talked about. I mean, that's how he made it seem to me. And it clear. I mean, that's how it kind of looked in in pro ball and just 
through kind of an agent I had that talked about Brett wanting to just hit, you know, even though he could probably make his way up as a pitcher, he, he wanted to hit. Mm. Well, I mean, did you, uh, as a pitcher, ever want to, like, hit? Like, is that something well, you wanted a, to do? I wasn't a hitter like Brett Ivner. So. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, no, I, pitching for me was what I, as I got out of high school, I mean, I, I did miss getting a hit and stuff. That part's fun, but I, I enjoyed pitching. Like, that's what I wanted to do, for sure. Yeah. Is there a certain pitch that you wish you would have been able to, like, develop and throw? Like, is there a pitch that you always, man, man, if I ever could do that? Like, is there ever something like that? Well, you I mean, you see the split finger a lot that's just devastating with guys. Even Fouch throws a good one and, and some other guys I play with. But I would say maybe the cutter, I don't think the cutter was as it's always been around but now you just see i feel like more guys working on it pitching it that could have been that was something i worked on at the end of my career a little bit i wish i would have probably done it more and brought it brought it into my you know repertoire if you want to call that early earlier in my career so what would you say was your best pitch man i I like my fastball a lot i like to challenge guys um i had a pretty good breaking ball so i would say my fat i like my fastball my two seam especially against lefties lefties in their career never had a they just didn't have good numbers against me i could really overpower guys and and get them out in ways um i would say depending on the right or left-handed hitter but uh for me i like my fastball i threw a lot of fastballs and um i did it i did throw a big curveball in high school kind of moved a slider when i got to to arkansas um i like my slider too so uh it's like had, it's like choosing your favorite kid, huh? Yeah, because yeah, really like. <laughs> I, I did like challenging guys a lot with the fastball. So and they don't. I, I like to. I liked going in on guys when I was pitching. They, they most guys don't like it in there. Mm-hmm. You know, in their kitchen a little bit. So um, I did like going right after guys with that, and and then you know throwing the breaking ball off of that fastball. Yeah, because uh, I, I mean, again, I didn't pitch, but whatever that Kevin Copps pitch was, that would have been one I yeah, would have liked. I don't know had. if there's a name. I, I, I don't know if there is. I don't know if there is because I think uh, when we had Phil Elson on during that season, uh, he he said he called it. It was a, not a gyro pitch, but it was something like it had an interesting name. He's like he's like it's a form of that. I'm like yeah. I don't even know what that is. So well, if it's a form of that, I have no yeah. clue. Well, and he would just it was the same grip as far as you know everything I heard about. It. He would just manipulate how he would deliver the pitch. So you'd see it the slow big loop breaker, and then the you know the sharp cutter, and then he. And then he'd kind of shock you with a fastball in there, and it seemed to always catch the guys off guard at the plate. But, yeah, I don't know what you'd call that. I think you could almost call it his, you know, he could put his name on like that. The cop's pitch. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, apparently neither did the batters yeah. either. Cause it's they, incredible, man. Yeah, they had no idea what to do with it. So, uh, But, hey, we're already up against it. we got another hour of Out of Bounds coming up. We're still going to have Trent Daniel with us in the next segment, all thanks to Lyft Truck Service here in Little Rock. If you want to get in on the conversation, folks, 501-661-1037 is that number to call or text in. More Out of Bounds next. Stay with us. Fellas, need an annual health exam for work, or do you just want to start your year prioritizing your health? I recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone. It's typically completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. This is-